We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though I don't have a gag reflex. Ooh, and I love to suck a dick. My guest today, ooh, is a real treat. You know her. You love her. She was on RuPaul's Drag Race, and she won All-Stars 3, Trixie Mattel! Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I need everybody to know what, as a listener now of this podcast, and everybody know what you look like when you're doing this. If you guys don't know, Nicole is seated on a couch, hands in the air, back and forth, doing a full production. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't meant for podcasts. I was meant no. to be filmed. Sure, in a full beat. Uh, not a full beat. I'm not wearing lashes. Lazy. Get out. I, I'm so, okay, goodbye. She, I mean, she has on point shoes. She has mm, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a cute little shirt on. I got my wig on. I got a little tie around it so you can't see where the wig starts and ends. Oh, that is, that's the drag queen trick, girl. That's your Thorgy. You know she wears this hair all the time. <laughs> that's so funny. I am a drag queen. I mean, I'm not a drag queen. No, but you are, though. I wear lashes almost daily. I overdraw my lips. I'm usually contoured. Wigs. I, I love a wig. Ugh, I love a wig. Girl, everybody loves a wig. I was just talking about this with somebody. What is the psychology of no matter who you are, if somebody pulls out like a box of wigs, the mm-hmm. most fun activity is to just put on a wig, uh-huh. look in the mirror, and uh-huh. laugh. There's... Yes, laugh or just smile and be like, well, this is the new me. Well, it's also funny to be like out of makeup in normal clothes, putting on wigs, because mm-hmm. then it looks silly. Do you know what I mean? Yes. For you, it looks silly. For yeah. me, it's like, this is part of me. This is my wig. I... You ever go to Hollywood toy and costume? Of course. I love to go there and put on those fabulous wigs. Oh. Down the street, at the, they got the Hollywood, the Outfitters wigs is my favorite. I think that's what a lot Where's of the that? girls use. It's the one closer to World of Wonder. High Outfitters wigs. Mm-hmm. Those wigs are maybe a little more expensive because they're all custom styles, but they're, mm-hmm. they're really good wigs. 
Uh, I really I want to find one that's like a high ponytail, but I'm not good at keeping uh, keeping up with synthetic hair. Really? It's well, hard. I because you have to like steam it, and it's a lot of work. Well, if you got a style that you liked that was synthetic, you just would have to put it in a suitcase, pull it out on the road, and put it on. Because mm. human hair, the elements, heat, sweat, mm-hmm. that all matters. But plastic hair. Plastic hair is whatever. Plus something with a bang so you don't have to glue anything. Mm, I glue? never glue anything. I never glue anything down. Mm, mm. I bobby pin the shit out of stuff. You sure do. If I don't have a little rag around my head, ooh, there's so many bobby pins. I just watched your special long long cascading mm-hmm. locks. Do you want to do the plug? my favorite. I do. I have a special out on Netflix. It came out yesterday. It came out on the this. first. It's under, it's grouped together with this thing called Comedians of the world it's 47 specials from around the world and i'm number three in the u.s lineup and i'm really excited about it did you read the description no the description is like body comedian (laughs) which i always love because in descriptions of stuff like that if you're a woman who has a opinion Mm -hmm. your body Uh your body and brassy and sassy yeah and then it says body comedian loves to make jokes about her weight so deal with it It is like, that is it. And I was like, that's reductive. And I watched it and I was like, they didn't reduce it. 13 minutes of fat jokes that going into it, my agent was like, are you sure? She was sure. You want to do 13 minutes of that? He's like, you don't want to think that's all you do. And I was like, I know it's not all I do. And it's, it's half of the special essentially, but it is who I am when you look at me and I want to talk about it. Yeah. I've never seen anyone do that much material on fat stuff. And I made it for fat women, women, and gay men. That's my fan base. Those are the people who like those jokes. And people want to see you have an authentic opinion on something yeah. that you really know about. Yes. It would be wild if I didn't address it one time because it's the body I live in. And the the way the world sees me is how I tell a joke like when people are dismissive to me that is how i internalize it and then write a joke about it so like why wouldn't i talk about it plus i'm fascinated i think the best comedians are people who have their antennas up and they have some they have some perspective on what is my instrument sort of Mm -hmm. what is my delivery system and how do i create jokes that are meant to be played through this instrument. Yes. Like Sarah Silverman doing like wide-eyed, sort of like really dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she looks innocent, but it's awful. Yes. Or like Ellen, I mean, her, her early like stand-up was a little more even like Dory, where she sort of like, mm-hmm. the jokes are she doesn't know she's saying them. Yes. And she has these big innocent blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Or like, um, you know, not a great example, but like Louis C.K., mm-hmm. all his com- comedy was about like being a, Kind of gross. Being a gross creep. And then he was like, I need to next level. Become the phoenix of my material. Yeah, he did some he did some method acting on that. He truly did. Oh, he I, is. It's like wild. Amy Schumer even. Yeah. But I I, lo- I think people are most successful when they have a relationship with what they look like. And I mean mm-hmm. that's why dra- I think that's why drag for comedy it makes sense, you know. hmm Here's a question. Do you prefer to be called Trixie or your government name, which is Brian? Yes? Trixie's fine. My government name is RuPaul, but I mean, that gets really confusing. (laughs) She sees it as soon as you know. Um, People are always like, how did you come up with Trixie? And I always get asked that and I get so sick of the question. Mm -hmm. So I I started saying RuPaul was taken. Mm -hmm. And I think that's hilarious. But then in interviews, they leave the question out all the time. I'm like, that's funny. 
I it is very funny when you think something is funny and you get a laugh at it and then people are like, we're not going to put that in. And you're like, but it was a fun joke. I think that's a funny joke. I mean, they always in interviews, too, they'll be like, you know, I want you to talk about like gender or whatever. And I can never take those kind of questions seriously. Mm -hmm. And so then they don't end up using my like (laughs) soundbite about like gender because they're like. They wanted some eat, pray, love answer. Yes. And I'm sitting here in five wigs and I'm like, we're not doing that today. <laughs> I mean, I think it's so interesting that people can't just take something at face value. Yeah. Like, we can do drag and not muse on like, I like, I, like you know, Katya and I always pride ourselves on creating the type of content that gives you a break from politics. Mm-hmm. So like, just because I'm in drag doesn't mean I'm responsible for talking about queer representation mm-hmm. or gender or anything like that. Yep. Because you also forget that I'm... Uh, just an asshole. <laughs> I don't have to be a good person uh-huh. just because I have a wig on. Yeah. And uh, I got a couple of tweets from people being like, you are not helping the body positivity movement. And I was like, I'm not trying to. No kidding. I don't it's want, not your responsibility. I don't care. I want you to feel great about yourself as you. And then I can talk about my body however I want to. And I didn't, I don't think I talk about it disparagingly. Like I, I say I'm fat and that's not me being like, oh, I'm fat. It's it is what it is. It's like yeah. if I said I was black, would you get upset about it? It's like no. Well, that audience I, I, in your special, there was one part where you make like a half slave joke. It wasn't even a straight out <laughs> slave joke. Uh-huh. And I in the car, I can go for anything. So I'm goofing, I'm laughing in the mm-hmm. Uber, and then you point. Oh wait, in the special, you go. Are there any black people here? <laughs> and then you realize from the ooze that it's all white people. And I went, oh, that's why nobody laughed at that. It was all white people and it was in Canada. <laughs> I have toured Canada and that is a different, it's a different situation. They, yeah. <laughs> I, I live for that. <laughs> and then you basic, I don't want to spoil anything, but the joke was sort of about um, an airport being called the Cincinnati airport, mm-hmm. but it's located in Kentucky. Was mm-hmm. it Bluegrass International? Um, no, I think it's the Cincinnati airport. Oh, you're right. Literally in Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. And you were like, and you said, is this some sort of trick, like a slave Mm -hmm. like trick? And the audience was like, huh? (laughs) And you were like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And then you said, I have white friends and they laughed. They were like, I'm her white friend. (laughs) I I found that white people are, I mean, this year I toured moving parts and then I found the only group I was allowed to make fun of is white people is the only melting pot. Yeah. Even white people like white people it jokes. It is. Ugh, sometimes they do. And sometimes they're like, you're racist. Or they don't like, have cool. the perspective to get why it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like a Whole Foods joke or something like that. They're like, what? <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you mean? mean? Whole Foods is really great. I love paying $37 for a banana. Uh, <laughs> I Have you been so white that you can't even say banana? <laughs> banana. It, doing comedy, it's a weird time because people don't understand sarcasm, one, to do people scream at you? Actually, I watched a video of a woman screaming at you while you were on stage, not screaming anything. She was just, just going, ah! I remember this. Ah! You know, I remember this because we were on my tour bus for moving parts and we were like, you know, drinking and like watching a video. We we're like, let's watch videos of drag queens like popping off on audience members, mm-hmm. throwing them out. Because yes. if, you, if you guys have never seen that. And so it's like detox throwing someone out in San Francisco, mm-hmm. Bianca telling someone off. And I didn't know I was in the compilation. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to me and this girl is just going, Mm-hmm. Long. It sounded Long. like um, like someone like a was, balloon. Yes. Like, <laughs> and she kept doing it, and no one threw her out. It was, I, I don't know, drag it. At least at comedy shows, I think there's a little more decorum. 
But I think at drag shows, it ends up like because you're dressed in drag, mm-hmm. it, it's permission. It's sort of mm-hmm. like when somebody gets assaulted and they're like, well, what were you wearing? Yeah. You know I mean? mm-hmm. At DragCon, I feel like there's signs everywhere that's like, uh, drag does not mean permission to touch or something to that effect. Yeah. And you need one of those. So, kind of. <laughs> people love to touch me and I don't know why. Just it, at shows and in life. Uh, I was out with a friend and my friend was like cupping my butt for a very long time. And then she like patted it and was like, Nicole, I'm holding your butt. How did you not notice? And I was like, because people touch me. And if I ignore it, I'm also wearing a diaper. Yes, I'm also. And it's full. It's just filled with shit. And I can't feel a thing. I do you get touched a lot? Yeah. Well, people want to. I think people have some like an emotional response with Trixie. And so they want to hug. And I'm personally not a hugger. Mm -hmm. I almost called this show. um, I'm touring UK and Australia in the spring. And the show is called Skinny Legend. (laughs) But originally it was called Not a Hugger. Mm -hmm. But we changed the name because. People were telling me out of the corner of their eye, the poster looked like it said a racial slur. (laughs) So the poster said, not a hugger. So then the poster was my Caucasian face smiling and it said, and out of the corner of eye, you think it says not a. (laughs) And so we changed the name. Ooh, Because that's the last thing I needed. Very funny. That press is the, I told Bob the drag queen that Uh and he laughed and he went, well, it's also true. It is. It is true. You know what else I related to in your special? You said somebody was like, stop. Don't call yourself fat. You're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because I was at a meeting with Bob the Drag Queen once. And Bob was like, can you turn your flash on? Because I'm very mm-hmm. black. And the girl goes, stop it, Bob. You're beautiful. <laughs> I was like, first of all, you're racist. Yes. Second of all, you're lying to her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that 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 to uh, me uh, was like, I Camp. I mean, that girl li- literally was thought she was being a good person when yes. she said, stop it, you're beautiful. Yes, and that <laughs> is so wild that that Bob just stating the obvious. Bob is a dark-skinned queen. Turn the flash on. Turn the fucking flash on. I'm dark-skinned. Turn the fucking flash on. Also, see we're drag queens. Time. Turn the flash Turn on. Turn the flash on. Let's get the beat. Let's get the whole fucking face. And when you're, photo- especially when you're photographing, photographing somebody, I wear the lightest shade of foundation. Mm-hmm. Me next to Bob in a picture, he will be gone. Because <laughs> cameras pick up like the lightest mm-hmm. thing. Yes. It was incredible. And then another time, Kim, I was with Kimchi and someone was like, if you can, she was, somebody told her, uh, Valentina makes me proud to be Hispanic, but you make me proud to be fat. <laughs> and she was like, that's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> but people, that is a perfect impression. That's so sweet. Mean, thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you. But people mean well. And that's the sad part. They it's like, do. But I'm like, in what world did you think that was going to come out okay? They don't You think. make me proud to be fat. I know. Uh, what would you think if someone said that? You make me proud to be fat? I'd be like, okay, I mean, if that's your life, why can't you be proud to be fat on your own? I just But think to come up to Kim, who's like in a corset, like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, just like work at it. Looking, I don't, I just, it's one of those things where I have never, representation does matter. And like, when I would look at Whoopi Goldberg as a kid, I wasn't like, I'm proud to be black because I get to watch you. I was just like, ooh, this person who looks different than everybody else who kind of looks like me is doing something so I can do it too. Not that you make me proud to be me because I'm already proud to be me. I think a lot of people need validation from other people doing what they might want to be doing. Totally. And that's something I do not understand. 
No, I mean you. I mean, I'm my first. I think I got inspired to do comedy. I remember watching like Ellen here and now. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. I remember, sorry, Ellen, stealing "Taste This" the album off like. Remember LimeWire? Oh yeah. I remember. I remember a dial up a day and a half waiting for my mm-hmm. 45 minute comedy mm-hmm. album. And then I remember like the Kathy Griffin early specials, and those were inspiring to me. But I'm not a woman, mm-hmm. so I guess it's sort of where you see it. So yeah. anybody, I mean, I think in comedy, anybody identifying as the other. You you are also some sort of the other, so mm-hmm. you should be inspired. Yeah, when you see an other doing something that you want to do, you're like, oh, I could do that too. But it comes within you. I don't know. I don't uh, – people are fucking weird. People are – you know, and it's sort of egotistical to be like, I'm looking to turn on the TV and see myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it is egotistical, but, like, I feel like straight, like, uh, cis white people see that all the time. So that's not a phrase that ever has to come out of their mouths. Yeah. They never have to be like, oh, I never see myself represented. But as a gay person, a person of color, a non-binary person, a trans person, you don't get a that A person luxury. of wigs. A person of wigs. Person. I mean, that being said, I act like there's no point in representation, but I will fully watch a season of Degrassi for a gay kiss. <laughs> I love Degrassi, the next generation. You know when you watch something and you think, and I don't know, like you in the first five seconds, you're like, I think something gay will happen in this movie, (laughs) and I'm gonna stick it out. Uh huh. And eventually, usually it does. Well, did you see Bird Box? Yes. I just saw it last night. Did you think that Sarah Paulson was her girlfriend? Truly, I did. Me too. I was like, And I was so excited. I was like, oh, I can't wait for them to kiss her pregnant belly. And then they were like sisters. And I was like, the fuck? I don't want this. I want them to fuck. But then I was happy that Sandra and I think his name is Trevante from, he was on Moonlight. I didn't see Moonlight. So after watching Bird, I know I'm barely gay. So after watching Bird Box, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that guy's so hot. I would love to see him naked. And my friend was like, there's a movie where he like uh-huh. does something gay. And uh-huh. I was like, what? Yes. You got to watch Moonlight. Moonlight is beautiful. But I was so bummed that we didn't get to watch them fuck. I'm sure Sandra has a non-nudity clause in her contracts, but I was like, give it to me. I, if me. I had that clause in my contract and he was the proposed sex person, mm-hmm. I would remove that clause. Right? I would be like, mm, we have to get naked and I need him and to touch my nips. F- <laughs> yeah, it's got to be four minutes long. And I was like, I also wanted them to keep their blindfolds off. <laughs> What to like a full sexy like them like having their blindfolds on and then they like peel them off. I think I was looking for a different movie. <laughs> I think that's I think you were. what I was here for. I th- you're like, first of all, I want her to be a lesbian, uh-huh. but then I want a gratuitous straight sex scene later. Yes. That's what I was looking for. I want straight porn with lesbian representation. <laughs> that's what you that's want. That's what I want. That's all I want. Um, are you dating someone right now? Yeah, I've had a boyfriend for two years. Uh, I know. Oh, are yes, you mad? I knew this about you. I um, was listening to your podcast and I was like, she's going to be mad that I, but, but I have dated, obviously. <laughs> it happened. I didn't just. Wait, would, where did you guys meet? Tinder. I had Tinder for maybe three weeks. On my third date, I went out with David. I'm not saying that's like, but then again, I am a serial LTR person. I've Mm -hmm. had two-year relationships, two or three years back-to-back every single one since I was 18. So I think I'm just easy to please. Oh. But I'm also hilarious and gorgeous and now rich and famous. So like, who would throw me back? (laughs) I mean, yeah. I'm just trying to get to that level where someone is like, she's rich and she's famous. Uh, Let's keep her. The drag thing is partially polarizing, though, Mm because I used to lie about what I did. I used to say I like, you know, when you just don't want to talk about it, like Mm -hmm. I would be in a taxi and they'd be like, what do you what do you do? I'd be like, I'm a drag queen. Dry cleaning. 
Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in dry cleaning. clean clothes. Or like at the airport, I mm-hmm. travel with my guitar, obviously, and I carry that on. And that is the ultimate conversation uh-huh. starter that I don't want. Mm-hmm. It's always always like somebody's uncle is like, you play guitar? You no. Know, nope. like, nope. No, but uh, they don't make dog coffins. Have a good day. <laughs> like, I'm not looking to chat that, it out. Have you said that out loud to somebody? Sure have. They don't laugh. Never. They it's never laugh. very funny. I think it's so funny. It's so dark and so funny. I think it's, it's so funny. obvious that it's a guitar. And then you made a great joke that you're carrying around a dead dog. What do you play? <laughs> yeah. My daughter got one for Christmas. Okay, great. That's great. Who fucking cares? So I met my boyfriend on Tinder. And mm-hmm. um, I don't take pictures of him or post him because I like privacy a little bit. Okay. So, you know, I don't want people like going to his social media and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that way I feel like with social media, if you end up breaking up or whatever, it's not like public crazy thing everyone knows about. Yes. You know, we're kind of past the phase of, remember Facebook when people would be like, we're Facebook is now official. single. <gasps> yes. Uh-huh. I'm glad that that's like not a thing anymore. Or at least with my friends, it's not a thing anymore where they're like, I changed it from single to in a relationship. It's just like, okay, we're dating. Great. I some Do you remember the miles- cry for help that was, it's complicated? <laughs> yeah. It's complicated uh-huh. is, is like a button that says, uh, if you work in retail, it's like a button that says, ask me about. Ask me about the caprice. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Too yeah, much. It's complicated and you want the world to know it's complicated? Okay, girl. Like, it's complicated. If you chose that, that tells me that you are complicated. Yes. And you're going to cause complications. Mm-hmm. I've also... <laughs> Whenever things are complicated, I don't want anyone to know because I'm just like, no I don't kidding. know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Maybe I'll tell a close friend, but I don't know. Do you Ugh. get attached quickly? Oh, so quickly. You do. If you are nice to me, I am yours forever. Ah. Are you into Are you into unavailable men? Always. Constantly. Because that's the thing. I notice a lot of my gay friends, they want to have hookups with couples, et cetera, and then they get mm-hmm. attached. And I think part of why they get attached is because they know that that person's not available. Yes. So it's safe to create feelings for something that can't happen. Yep. And your feelings will get hurt, but not in a way if you go after someone who's actually available. Because if they're actually available and they reject you, that is a real rejection. Yeah. I tend to really like men who seem like they're fun and we have fun. And then there's a hard stop where they're like... Hey, sorry about it. Goodbye. And then they start dating somebody else who's not as fun and seems boring. Do they do the thing where they stick around until they have sex and then they're done? I fuck people on the first date, so... So MBD. (laughs) Uh, So it'll just be like a couple of dates and then a goodbye. I'm equal parts old-fashioned, equal parts a gay, so... I like don't like to have intercourse for like three months, but oh. we can like do everything on the first date. Oh, I truly will fuck you the moment I meet you. Oh, really? Yeah, I just one, I'm always horny. Two, I think the part in your special where you basically got down on your knees and screamed at that man's <laughs> face to go home and milk his girlfriend's labia, milk her labia, and you weren't just saying it; you were screaming it uh-huh. and you were shaking. Uh huh. Always horny. Because men, sometimes you'll like hook up with a dude and he won't go down on you. And you're like, I just sucked your dick for like 20 minutes. The least you could do is go down on me. Is that the same as someone not eating ass for gays? Um, I guess so. I had this joke that I tried that just did not work. But Ooh, I was like, I can't wait. I was like, I get it. With straight girls, it's like their pussy. That is their asshole. <laughs> Like from a gay guy's perspective. I think that's you're like, funny. I thought so too, but audiences were like, 
Maybe not. I have I audiences. Uh, girl, it I, I, it is cra- it is crazy. I mean, when I think of what people were like, I was I did a roast tour this year, mm-hmm. and there was obviously it's a roast. It's a roast with drag queens. So it was the most mm-hmm. like homophobic, uh-huh. transphobic, racist, <laughs> and like everything because uh-huh. we're drag queens at a roast. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, there was this one clip I told of a joke uh, with Latrice about something about wearing cotton, mm-hmm. and it was sort of inferred. <laughs> mm-hmm. And next, I mean, next day I literally woke up to Queerty copy pasting a picture of me. Over a picture of slaves and putting on a Twitter like Trixie refuses to apologize. And I was like, somebody in your office went on Photoshop and oh put a picture of me. Oh my God. People are crazy. And I was like, but Willem, what do I do? Did they say it was a roast? Like, oh, it's a roast. They did it say and it. And we in said the... not to film because people get like sensitive. They so get sensitive. A, and then you don't want a 10 that second one clip little of clip. One joke. Ugh. I know it's crazy. And by the way, I asked Latrice about this joke. I was like, do you think this is funny? She was uh-huh. like, oh, my God. It's amazing. You have to say it. I just, it really bums me out that, like, people a bought roast. a ticket to go to a roast. A drag queen roast. A roast. Even just a roast in general is, like, offensive. Yeah. It's mean. But also, it's there's levity to it, and it's supposed to be funny. And sometimes you cross a line. But, like, to infer that, you know, Latrice is the descendant of a slave or, like, shouldn't wear cotton. Like, I don't know. That's funny because you're pulling from history and from what you know about the girl. And you asked her if it was funny. Yeah. So if she co-signs it, then, like, I don't know. Like, I'm, was, I'm so done with people filming shit at my shows. Girl. Or at shows in general. Like, if it's a concert, great. Because you could get the music or whatever. But if I'm doing a show live for you... It's not done because it's not out in the world yet. I didn't tape it for a special. Completely. It's not done. Yeah. I, I remember I called Willem because I'd never had like a backlash on a joke mm-hmm. really. And I was like, what do I do? And Willem was like, I know a thing or two about this. Um, <laughs> and Willem was like, you keep a list of every single publication that said something about it. And the next time you do something great and they call and they want to talk about it, you give them dust. Mm-hmm. Somebody won Drag Race. I was like, no, I would not like to talk to you about that. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's weird. It's um It's a weird time and. Like, if you watch a normal roast with normal people, it's awful. Mm-hmm. So, like, you think drag queens are going to talk about the weather? Yeah. No, it's... Girl. I just... It's so and wild I, to me. But I have two... I mean, I'm sure you're like this, too. My favorite kind of laughing is when I know I'm not supposed to be laughing. Mm-hmm. And it makes it worse. Uh-huh. Sort of like that feeling in high school when you're supposed to be quiet and something's funny. Mm-hmm. It makes it harder to not laugh. Yes. And also, I think people seem to think that... When people are telling jokes, it's actually what they think. Totally. And I think you can tell the difference. If something is so out of this world crazy, that's probably not their actual thought process. But, like, in the same breath, like, Louis C.K. just came under fire for, like, saying, (laughs) but, like, this is fucked up. It was something about, like... You're not interesting because there was a school shooting at your school. And I'm like, that seems like a real thought you have. And maybe you don't say that out loud. Maybe that's maybe that's not good. Yeah. And also, you don't have a take on it. I mean, I'm the type of person, no matter what you were saying, I would never leave a show mad at a joke. No. So I know. But I also know that, like, to me, anything is fine. So it's difficult. It's really mm-hmm. difficult because um, it's also difficult when people. Ooh, wait, we have to take a break. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that 
everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking. Intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. 
Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better, and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better, so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta, muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. <laughs> it's an ad break. Oh, I love that ad. So good. Uh, but I mean, hey, are you you're not married? No. Do you think you'll get married? Probably. Nah. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I okay. used to the thing is I am old fashioned. There was a time when I was like obsessed with like I have to have a husband, I have to get married, I want to mm-hmm. have kids, I want a house. And now I'm more obsessed with um I mean, I'm very pragmatic. And mm-hmm. divorced people exist. Yeah. Like if so if there was like ghosts flying around me, it would make me believe in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So since divorced people walk among me, I believe that divorce happens. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I'm not, I'm not like, I think it's so uppity to be like, but our love is the realest. We're the one. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. We're not going to get divorced. We're special. Those people were wrong. They were stupid. They were wrong. They couldn't work it out. And we can. Yeah. I think. However, I I think when people get married later in life, it's more like, I think your odds are probably higher. Mm Mm-hmm. I would, if anything, I'd like to be one of those couples where we've been together so long that when I bring up getting married, people are like, I thought you were. Mm-hmm. Like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I didn't even know that they were married. They're not. Oh. I, they're not. I think they're oh, just they're... a couple who's been together for so long. Brock and Michelle. Yes. Who knows if they're married? No we'll idea. never know. Just because you have a ring and just there was a photographer. Just because you have a ring, two children, and his last name doesn't mean yeah. you're married. Come I, on. Also, as a gay person, I I didn't grow up picturing like any sort of... I think a lot of people get married because of their expectation when they're young. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up thinking I would get married, so I'm like, whatever about it. Mm. As long as somebody thinks I am so cool and I think they're... I mean, like that, it's that easy to me. I want to get married specifically because give me a big old dress and then let me have a party where people bring shit for me. That is the tea. I just bought a condo in Hollywood and I... Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm going to be doing a... um, I'm going to eventually do a housewarming. I'm like, I don't care as much about seeing my friends, but I have a lot of shit that I wouldn't buy myself Mm -hmm. that I know someone will buy for me. I want like a pink a KitchenAid on my kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. I don't bake. I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't bake and I'm not going to spend $300 on it. But it looks I can cool. make a registry and someone can bring it to the housewarming. Yeah. I think it's because I want to be one of those Instagram gays who like takes a picture. <laughs> and then in the background, my house looks like meticulously coordinated mm-hmm. where I'm just like, Meh. I am so I mean, we just turned 2019. The gays right now and they're like pretend New Year, new me posts. <laughs> I'm like. You're going to continue to be a mess tomorrow. Uh Tomorrow. New Year, same old bitch, trolling these streets for dick. That's what I'm here (laughs) for. That's it. Totally. Just are, trying do you know who the cock destroyers it? are? Do you follow those girls? Hmm? The cock destroyers? Mm-mm. It's these ladies in the UK and they are legitimate like um cam models and I believe like uh, prostitutes. Okay. Um and they their videos are always like it's the morning whatever. I'm going to go street walk and look for cock. And then they just <laughs> actually go do it. They're like go find men on the street uh, and do it with them. I love it. 
I people, love it. Do you think that's why? Do you think guys like that about you? Do you think guys are? I think don't you think straight guys equal parts want a girl who loves sex, equal part doesn't want her to be sexual. Mm-hmm. I think that's <laughs> exactly what they want, and I think that's why I'm a turnoff for a lot of straight men. Uh, I think I feel like straight men want this made up woman or a very small group of women who are like, yeah, I'll wear some Victoria's Secret, but also I love football, chips, dip, and a ribeye. But I'm 102 pounds, and I've got blonde hair and big old honking titties. And it's just like, that's not me. I'm. We could get you blonde hair. I mean, I have blonde hair. Yeah. I wear it sometimes. It's a a little bit of a mess. I got to work it out. (laughs) Gotta cut some layers into it a little. Yeah, I th- I think the expect the the straight guys don't know what they want. I mean, I think it's a lot harder. I always talk about this because as gay guys, I think it's easier because you have a relationship, but you're also two people of the same gender, so mm-hmm. it's probably easier to find common ground. I think every gay guy I know is single. Do you know how many hot? interesting, funny gay guys I know who every day their Twitter is like, oh, another day going out with a couple who doesn't want me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, that to me is like a rich person uh-huh. being like complaining about money. Mm-hmm. Like that's not real. You're not being real. Yeah. Somebody will fuck. I look like I'm a crossdresser who out of drag looks like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> and and I can't fight people off Ooh, me. That got me. You should have done that for the Snatch Game. <laughs> should have done something. <laughs> oh, my God. I got what you were doing. Triggered. Man, All Stars 3, if you don't know it, as a guest judge, I told all oh my those God, we queens about this. how to do the Snatch Game, and they cut it all out. You did? Yes. I, I said, could have used your advice. I said, well, I mean, you had already done what you what you did. Girl, but I was, was like, write down answers. They're essentially non sequiturs. Write them in character. Nobody sees a piece of paper if you have it down there on the desk. Do you know what's sad I did? What? Did you? <laughs> Stop! No! Girl! If anybody doesn't know, I am a champion of drag race. However... Yes. My skills, skills are in comedy. <laughs> However, I mean, if you watch it, it was, it was the, it was, it was, you can't do comedy when you're frozen from nerves. Mm-hmm. And I was so nervous. I was dressed as the host of Snatch Game, mm-hmm. sitting next to him. Uh-huh. It was, uh, it turns out it do take nerve. <laughs> it does And take I remember, nerve. Nicole, I didn't even know you yet. And you were in these long braids with jewelry in them. <laughs> yes. And I was in a flower. I mean, could I have been? You, you remember how much I cried? Of yep, a floral, and I was in a floral umbrella, umbrella with a bonnet in the in the hair, just floral fucking just flowers everywhere. And they were sobbing. like, "We need a Claritin to look at you. It's too much." <laughs> and Nicole goes, "Okay, we're on Drag Race. I am in a." Fake hair with jewelry in it. What are we doing? What yeah. is too much? I was like, this isn't too much. This is it. <laughs> I'm doing too much. I love this. That was the worst day of my life. Oh, you no! were there. You were there. Did you think Shangela was sending me home? Uh, I did. I sure did too, bitch. I oh, bitch. sure did. But that was Chi Chi Devane who went home. Oh, man. Legend. That Maya Angelou. Oh, Woo! no. Listen, even though I was the worst at Snatch Game, I also host the Pit Stop where we mm-hmm. recap Drag Race. So... I'm recapping Drag Race, talking about what people should have done in the Snatch Game. And I'm like, who the fuck am I to say what anybody should do in Snatch Game? I wish Chi Chi had owned being a dumb Maya Angelou. 
Like when she, when Rue was like, you misspelled Maya, I wish she was just like, oh no, I don't know. <laughs> like, ah, I didn't know that's how you spell my name. And then she couldn't answer why the cage bird sings because we watch it unedited. So she asked her, why does the cage bird sing? So much time passes before she answered it. A lot. It. I it remember. Was so funny. And it was not a good first row because it was, um, it was me uh-huh. bombing, Phaedra Parks bombing, uh-huh. Maya Angelou bombing. bombing. Um, ben was incredible. Transcendent. Oh, Transcendent. So funny. And she was only better because we were being awful around her. Uh-huh. It truly was just like a diamond amongst trash. <laughs> Completely. And you it, know what else it is? I was in the f- the first seat is hard because if you're in the other seats, you can react and give an answer. Yes. But you <laughs> it was awful. You know what though? Uh the other thing is it made me cry a lot. It uh. is a reality competition, and you can't get that crown without tears. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if you don't have some kind of struggle, the audience is like, whatever. Like, who cares? And then Bendela going home was just like very exciting for television. Girl, gag. You it had no was... idea, did you? No. It was a gag. No. I had no idea either. And afterward, Ben was like, I can't believe you didn't see that coming. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. It was honestly the gag of the I was like, when she was like, me. I was like, oh. Because like we were, we were all like, Bendela's going to win this. She's going to win the whole thing. Oh, I loved it. It was wild. It was for me. It was wild. Well, I mean, that's the thing about um, uh, Drag Race, but specifically All-Stars, it's sort of a Rube Goldberg machine. So mm-hmm. many things have to happen randomly in the right order for you to win. Yes. Maybe your worst day, you have to hope somebody was worse than you. Mm-hmm. And maybe if it's your challenge, you just have to make sure everybody else sucks or like... You know, like the day after Snatch Game where I'm like traumatized. Mm -hmm. RuPaul's like, today we're sewing from scratch. I'm the only one left who can sell. I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God. This is for me. Yeah. You just have to hope you bomb early so that somebody else can go home instead of you. Mm -hmm. And then at the, I mean, it was crazy. And then then the jury thing. I mean, you know. That was bonkers. I was like, this is, this, all-star rules are very wild. They're wild. And also, all-stars is a little, I think it's fun, but... You don't have anyone playing like the villain because everyone knows each other. Y'all tour together. Why start a beef when you know you're just going to have to go out and make money with this girl? But Gia Gunn this season. Woo, 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 woo. Girl, I mean, if you guys aren't watching Drag Race, first of all, who are you? But second of all, Gia Gunn. I like somebody who shows up and is like, I'm here to be like the bitch. Yes. And for her to look that beautiful. She looks. Even out of drag. Gorgeous. And my favorite thing she said was, well, I guess you should do Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, you both have fucked up noses. <laughs> I know. All Stars is crazy. And the other thing, I mean, towards the end, it's it, it actually ends up being like, when you think back, you're like, I almost went home early. Or mm-hmm. like Katya, like she almost went home third on All Stars 2. Yeah, she, she almost went end. home pretty, yeah. Shangela almost went home... I don't know. Kennedy almost went home second. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it happens. It's just crazy. It's a game of perseverance, and I'm mm-hmm. so happy. I'm so happy. I never have to do it again. Yeah, I would never compete again. I never you would. never have never to. Would. The Christmas special. Yep. They told us nobody. By the way, mm-hmm. nobody really wins. So the I was like, Christmas Great, special was an acid dream, and I loved it. Did you live? <laughs> so many of the gays was... were like, "What?" I was like, "It's nuts." I thought it was campy and really funny. And like people were kind of like mad about it, and I was like, "What? Do, what do you think drag is? What did you if think not Drag Race Christmas was going to be? And weird. Yeah. And if anything, I was like, I like that it pushed the weirdness because I feel like queens 
are being pushed in a direction where it's like, death drop, split, are you sickening? Do you pass? Like, do you look like a woman? And it's like, I don't know, that's not all drag is. Yeah. Like, drag is performance art, and I think you could be very, you could be weird. Totally. And I love that, ugh. Which and then Rue lip syncing, I was like, you know, that, that, <laughs> I know, it was this crazy. is wild. We didn't actually get to watch. Um, they were like, they're not letting you watch them lip sync. I was like, cowards. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, get out. Also, get out of here. Also, I love everyone. Do I want to stand anywhere and watch someone do something? No. No. I want to go sit and do nothing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I don't care who's lip syncing. Yeah, let me I don't just care. sit. I don't want to do this. That is the hardest thing about All Stars is you're there for the critiques, so you have to stand and listen to, even if you're safe, you have to listen mm-hmm. to everybody's critiques, and you're like, oh. At one point, we weren't doing anything, and you guys were still on the stage, and I like turned to Michelle, I was like, can they like sit? I mean, the heels. A lot of times RuPaul will be like, the girls can sit down, right? And he'll make sure that like mm-hmm. gives us breaks. Um, And then, well, there's that static too of like, the gays want gay representation, but then everything that's gay adjacent on television, they critique the hardest. Yes. Black people are the same. I like, want representation, but fuck this show. Uh-huh. American Horror Story doesn't tie up storylines. Uh-huh. Drag Race, mm-hmm. this, and like, you know, whatever people say. And it's not like be grateful that you have it, but like enjoy what you have. You don't totally. have to tear shit apart. You can just like it. You can it. just like it. And it's fine. It's like... um, It's the same reason a gay... Like, Mateo, for example, mm-hmm. has a difficult because gay people love to clap for a drag queen. Mm-hmm. They hate to clap for a gay man. Gay yes. people hate to... When a gay... When a, Comedian is gay and mm-hmm. succeeding. The audience is like, whatever, I'm funny too. <laughs> gay guys hate to applaud it. Especially since Mateo is like attractive and gay. Mm-hmm. Gays are like, whatever, I'm hot too and I'm funny. Mm-hmm. People well, are assholes. It's, um, I don't know if you saw this, but Tiffany had a, uh, had a show in Miami that didn't go super well. It happens. You know, we have off nights. Oh, but there's this dude who made a video about it. He's literally in the front row. This girl is right on stage in front of him, and he's like, she not ready, this ain't funny. And it's like, you're a black man at a black woman show, literally fucking hating on her in the front. I don't care what she did or didn't do. You, like, you, did you go, oh, and also it was like, I went to see if she was funny. It was like, so you started trying to you bring this mad. woman down. Yeah. Why? Why? You're black, she's black. I'm not saying that you gotta support all black people, but, like, why not? Communities why? have it. Comedians have it hard, even when you're not famous, comedians have it hard because, yeah, there's not as much pressure, but you have to win an audience over. You do. Like, I went from hosting Bingo at Hamburger Mary's to doing, like, national comedy tours. Mm -hmm. So I never did, like, when I read The Bedwetter or um, Girl with the Lower Back Tattoo, Mm -hmm. I read that these comics, they're like, basically, I bombed for 10 years. Yes. Until some man let me sit at their table and then expose Mm -hmm. his dick to me. (laughs) And then I got a bit part in a TV show, luckily. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, the path for comedians is so uphill. Doing three – I was I just did John Early show mm-hmm. at the Satellite because I was like, you know what? When I moved to L.A., I never do – like, I never get out of my bubble. I'm always mm-hmm. performing for Trixie fans at Trixie shows. Mm-hmm. And if they have a Nicole Byer ticket, they are already a fan. Yes. So I was like, I'm going to go do a show where, like, it's a straight people show and nobody knows me. And girl – Well, it's John Early. It's John of Early. Of course they knew you. They did. But also it was 300 seats, which is – Smaller v- venues are scarier. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm the only one up here not in a wig. And they're not specifically here for me. I was like, this reminds me how difficult real working comedians have it. A lot mm-hmm. of them were doing three shows a night. Yes. And by the way, I don't want to say how much people got paid. It was not. People don't get paid a lot of money to mm-hmm. do comedy at You're all. Correct. That being said, 
I have been with a comedian. I remember when this was Justin Martindale. Do you know him? Yes. We were going to the comedy store because he was doing a 15-minute set. And I remember walking up to there with him, walking from his house, watching his set and going home and being like, you really worked 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you don't really do anything Mm -hmm. because drag queens are hours getting ready. But in reality, like, I don't know. It's crazy. And so to go to a show and like send out the energy that you want the person to not be funny. Like Mm -hmm. even as Trixie, do you know how many times I've – because of people's opinions of TV or whatever, do you know how many times I have to win people over? Do you know how many times people are like – you were actually funny. Oh. I'm like, you're actually an asshole. That. Do people say that to you? Really? Yes. You were actually funny. That makes, my uncle said that to me the first time he saw me perform. <laughs> he goes, you are actually really funny. And I said, what do you think I was doing all these years? What, I make a, I don't have a day job. What do you think I'm doing? And he's like, well, you know how sometimes people are on TV and then you see them live and they're not funny. Well, you were actually funny. And I was like, you also know me. And I make you laugh at like the dinner table. What do you right. think I'm fucking doing? Oh, and straight men, because my audience is truly women, gay men, and uh, that's like, that's my girl, audience. That is and a good audience. Straight men will get dragged there with their girlfriends, and they love to say to me, Oh man, I had no idea who you were. Truly, never heard of you one time in my life. But like, you're actually pretty funny and like, you should keep doing this. And I'm like, oh my God. I know, the most pretend. Thank you so much. I have been in venues where the dressing room is too close to the audience. Mm -hmm. And I can hear people pre-show chatter. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, she was whatever on TV. But then like, you know, like on YouTube, she got really funny. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to walk right out here. But whatever your opinion is. But however, on the flip side, like a straight guy who doesn't care about you, who doesn't care if the opinion ever gets back to you, mm-hmm. him in passing being like, that was hilarious. That's a yes, real compliment. That's it. That's all I ever want. Honestly, I don't care about compliments from audience members. The only compliments I care about are from camera operators because <laughs> camera operators have seen everything. Totally. Like you've been working 20 years. You've been on all these sitcoms. You've seen it all. You've seen these funny people. So when a camera operator goes, hey, you're funny. I'm yeah. like, Okay. Especially on anything on camera, at home you're allowed to laugh, but when people are filming, your job is to be quiet. Mm-hmm. So, like, I did a video once for GQ called Tricks and Mattel Makes a Sandwich, and it was a comedy <laughs> video. And we were nominated for a James Beard Award, which is Ooh. like the Oscars of food, and we didn't win. But I remember when you're doing those things, it feels like you're bombing, and then they yes. yell cut, and the people are like, oh, my God. Yes. I was dying. And I'm like, well, I didn't – because if you're, you're like, used I to performing care. live, yes, you're used to the back and forth. very weird thing. At least on like um like a narrative or a scripted show, they have video village where everyone's watching the monitors and in between takes they'll laugh. And then they'll be like, That was great, this way, and you're like, Okay, I'm crushing, I'm killing. But sometimes in like a log thing where there are no cuts and you're like, I don't know what's happening. Right. Also reality TV, who knows? You <laughs> shoot for so long. Oh girl. Who knows? Reality TV, yeah, you never know. You shoot one episode, for like a week per episode? What is it? It's like a two every two days is an episode. So like, you know, it's about two and a half episodes a week. Mm-hmm. On your thought though, women and gay guys, are, I mean, my, my audience probably for the first three or five rows of every show, it's all young lesbians mostly. Mm-hmm. Oh. People, lesbians love Trixie. I think it's because I'm like a caricature of the expectations of femininity. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And so it's a lot of hyper-feminine lesbians who Mm -hmm. like love the fantasy and a lot of like normal presenting women who are like you are making fun of what's being put on us Mm -hmm. they live and then but that audience like gay guys are like 
oh, day of, I guess I'll see if I'm available. And then I'll try to text someone I fucked five years ago for a free ticket. <laughs> Women are like, all right, tickets are at 8 a.m. I don't know who's going. I'm just going to get 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like women are more planners and they're, I think women are more interested in supporting an artist. Yes. And gays are more like, if I don't have anything else better going on, mm-hmm. I'll go. <laughs> and we'll see if it's any good. We'll see if it's good. And if it's not, I'm going to drag her on Twitter to my four followers. Completely. Okay, girl. Oh. I love when people have a real opinion about me and tag me on Twitter. That I love responding to them. being it's like, fascinating. And the reason why I respond is like, you wanted to be heard. I hear you. And I'll let you know that I heard you. But I'm not going to change anything. Completely. It's what I do. I don't even know how to change myself to make you happy. The drag queens love to like read their comments the drag queens they all they all go to like the fan for like reddit and all the fan mm-hmm. sites they read everything they google they go to a page and like apple f find their name <laughs> i'm like what do you give a fuck about beth we always have this saying beth from iowa what do you care about what beth from iowa thinks about your drag well maybe beth from iowa will have a real eye-opening opinion that my therapist hasn't uncovered about me yeah that's why i literally read comments i'm like i don't know tell me something i don't know Comedy subjective, I'm not funny. You think I'm too fat? Okay, so does my doctor. I'm too black and I don't sound black enough? Okay, I don't know. This you're is... not black enough? Oh, I get people that People say a lot. you're not black. Mm-hmm. Do you get what mayhem gets where you people say you have like a white voice? Yes. You're like white acting? Yes. That is fascinating. Yes, it is very... Reverse Eminem. <laughs> um, excuse me, can you stop reverse Eminem-ing me? Uh, yeah, I used to get it way more when I first started out. But they'd be like, why do you sound like that? You sound like you're trying to be white. And I'm like, I just, I Do they want the you to way... be like Monique, basically? I think so. And Monique and Precious. It's not how I sound. I uh, That's just not how I grew up. It's not how I sound. So sorry. Auditions, people would always be like, can you be sassier or urban or... Um, Let's see, more edge, more street. And what they terms want- that white people use instead of saying more mm-hmm. black. Sometimes people <laughs> will come out and say more black. Uh, I did oh this one commercial God. where I was a fairy, a literal fairy for this Nestle commercial. And they really, it was for like Romanian television and they really wanted a caricature of a black person. So the audition was truly like, oh, yes, you better give me some Nestle. Bippity boppity boo. That's what I should have and- done for my RuPaul. <laughs> Why did they think of that? Oh, yes. Welcome to RuPaul's Drag <laughs> Race. Yes, baby. We're going to oh serve the looks. Tarn, tarn, honey. Yes, Complete. you should have done that. That would have went over great. <laughs> Not career ending. Uh, well, you never know. I mean, it's funny. Like, the world is so interested in drag, that, but they don't have the terminology. Because every big businesses don't take us seriously, but they see the followers and the dollar signs. Uh-huh. And they're like, what was that? Mm-hmm. I think there's some blood in the water over there. We got to get on that. And it then, is. Tr- um, Tranika Rex from Chicago, she tells a story. She was at this audition for Empire, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was Empire. Maybe it was called Umpire. Maybe it's about baseball. Mm-hmm. But I hope so. She was there and I think the casting director was like, yeah, we're just trying to do like this Laverne Cox, like tranny bandwagon kind of thing. Whoa. And she was there whoa, in drag. Whoa. She's there in whoa, wigs and drag. Whoa. But it's comedic watching the world Ugh. be like, tr- try their best, but their best is so bad. I mean, I'm waiting for. Do you have an agent? Like a like a manager, like no, an agent? like a like yeah, a I have theatrical TV agent. Yeah. Okay, uh, I feel Clear like some talent. girls don't. 
And I'm like, I, why don't the, these big agencies see the packaging abilities? I will say I've had a lot of interviews with, you know, big agencies, mm-hmm. the biggest, the biggest ones. Yes. And they all are interested in drag because of the money. Yes. But nobody who signs the checks takes it seriously. So you'll get Which... through all the interviews of like, we want to know about what you want to do, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets time for them to like approve, they're like, mm, no. That's why it's... the only one signed I think is, I think RuPaul's with CAA. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think Sasha Velour is with William Morris. Mm-hmm. And that's like it. It's bonkers to me that all of you aren't with agencies who can make money moves but it's kind of fabulous because this industry is so big mm-hmm. and nobody takes it seriously so you actually get to make good money under anyone's nose ah. people still ask me like what do you do? so what do you do for money what people still ask me like what do i do for a day job somebody ran into mental creme after he what? left drag race and they were like anyway so what do you now what and she's like well i keep doing drag i guess yes. keep trying on, it's people don't think that I, I've had I've been on dates with people. I was on a date with a guy, and he was like, it's, "He was like, I do drag," and he was like, well, "It's not well, it's not like how you make money, right? There's no money in that, right?" People are and insane. I was like, "Oh no, There's sir! I so dreamed much- a dream of time." <laughs> people don't seem to understand what an appearance fee is. No, an appearance fee, and then a percentage of your box office. Yeah, it's you can make a shit ton of money. Yeah, and you're in your own business. There's not a lot of people dipping into your pot because in drag, you start out as the judge or executioner. You're making the costumes, making the Mm -hmm. mixes. And for a lot of us, we stay that close to our own, like, work. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, besides costumes and stuff, we're not like, there's not a million people getting paid. No. So, like, your your work, even if it's, like, a meager pay, it's still all your money. Here's a question. Have you ever fucked in drag? I haven't. Oh. And when I was younger, I was—I think I was too homophobic toward myself to ever allow it. Because oh. I've been propositioned a lot. Mm-hmm. I just got propositioned in your building. <gasps> what? Today. Really? Forgot about it till now. Oh my God, what did he say? There was this older man unloading his groceries and he was like, we ate a lot of food over Christmas, mm-hmm. just restocking. And I was helping him. And there was two, two guys and they were at least 60. Okay. And he goes, we l- eat a lot. We like to drink even more. And I was like, ha ha. And then uh-huh. he goes, and we never turned down a good fuck. <laughs> This just happened in your building today. I am obsessed. <laughs> and we never turned down a good fuck. Do you like how uh, your show's called uh, Why Won't Anyone why, why, why Won't Anyone Date Me? And and I can't get in the elevator I'm, without being proposite. I'm carrying groceries. <laughs> and I was like. I'll tell you something. Everyone who's been on my show has been like, Nicole, the people who've slid into my DMs trying to date me is insane and i was like i mean i guess that's my treat to you that people want to date you but not me <laughs> i truly I never drag though and i've always now that i'm old enough to now that i've like lived it i'm like why didn't i do it i'm like because katya always tells me she's like whatever hottest guy i could get out of drag in drag it's tripled quadruple oh. hottest guy and they want to pay oh so she's like imagine the hottest guy you can think of mm-hmm. but he wants you to fuck him and he wants to pay you i mean why not you could fuck your boyfriend in drag and then ask him for a tip i think i want like a little of that like fantasy of like um i would want it to happen organically like somebody hits on me and it happens but it's never gonna happen it's like that also what i look like in drag that person probably has like an issue (laughs) because i mean let's be honest i kind of i look like one of the canadians from south park (laughs) 
Yeah. But then Katya told me, Katya was like, you put a wig on a fire hydrant and they'll line up. They don't care what you look like. Katya told me before that one time she didn't have time to get in drag. Mm-hmm. And they were like, just put on the wig. They don't care. Oh, my God. You should start God. telling people you're a guy. Maybe. If you told people you were a drag queen. Think of how many inboxes T.S. Madison gets on a daily basis. I love T.S. Madison. You could present my as God. um not cisgender, and I bet you people will be like, yeah. But then I'm lying, and then people will be like, ugh, where's everything else I wanted? I lied about my work and a lot of dates. I wouldn't say, it, I would say I was a comedian. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, you can just Google me, whatever. And then I, I was on a date with David, the guy who I've been with for years mm-hmm. now. And I was like, I gotta be honest, I do this. And he was like, I know you do. I just didn't, I, you seemed like you didn't want to talk about it, so I was gonna let you bring it up on your own. Aww. Because some people are weird about it. Or some people, that's all they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Or some people, they like it a lot and they they think that they're on a date to get to fuck you and drag. Oh. That's a convoluted, complicated mm-hmm. world. I don't really tell people until like the second date, but if they bring it up on the first date, then it's fine. It's whatever. And then I like a person who can move past it, can like ask me like two questions that they want to know. And then like we talk about anything else. Because then I dated this person who loved comedy and wanted to talk about comedy. And I was like, it's hard to talk to you about it because you don't do it. And you have this like this uh, this thing where you're like behind the curtain. And it's like behind the curtains, a dusty old backstage area where we're all just trying to work completely. It's people scribbling. Yeah. On paper, not talking. Uh huh. Uh huh. Just being like, sorry, sorry. I just got to get this. I got to figure out what the button is for the. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy is hard, hard and stupid. That's how I describe it. It's completely stupid. I was just talking to somebody about this. What's her name? Um, I forget. But I was like, it's crazy what you guys do. And she was like, it's not even. She's like, half the time it's not even fun while you're doing it. You mm-hmm. just go home critiquing yourself after doing three back to back gigs. Uh huh. You go home hating what you did. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'll listen. I'll do. I do weekends where I do five shows in a weekend, so it's like two shows, two shows, one show, and I'll listen to the worst show and I'll listen to the best show, and I'll be like, "What was different?" You know what it is? I think a lot of the time it's fifty percent. For me, when I'm in like the smallest town where I'm like, "They're gonna hate me. It's gonna be awful," mm-hmm. and I get the "I don't give a fuck" attitude, it's fabulous. Yes, because to be in drag and sort of like project a little negativity. Works. It absolutely, <laughs> and I think for a lot of comics, a little bit of like who cares is the ticket. Mm-hmm. Because when you care, you have no fluidity. You can't live in the moment. Mm-hmm. You're almost like outside your body, listening to yourself perform it. Yeah, and you're just like, huh? Okay. Oh, you. Sometimes you like leave your body, and then you have to be like, get back in the moment. Get back in the moment. You're are performing you, for people. Are you good at turning her around if it's like a minute in, and you're like, uh, uh yes and no. I've had a hard time lately with letting an audience dictate my set because when someone heckles me (laughs) and I go, shut the fuck up, and then it like takes the air out of the room because they're like, oh, I thought we were all having a good time. And it's like, we are. Just please stop screaming at me. And then I'll try to like banter and then move on. And then somebody else in, uh, fuck, where was St. Louis, this woman. So I was walking in, the girl at the box office goes, you have a cousin here. And I was like, I have no cousins in St. Louis. I don't know nobody in St. Louis. And she's like, you don't know a Meredith Grey? And I was like, is that from Grey's Anatomy? Like, no, I don't know Ah! Meredith Grey. And then during the show, I was like, somebody said they were my cousin. And this girl goes, it was me. And I was like, you're not even black. She was like, I'm kidding. It wasn't me. And I was like, why are you talking? I was like, who said they were my cousin? This woman in the back was like, me. Yeah. And I was like, 
are you my cousin that I just don't know? She's like, I, yeah, we've just never met. We are, are related. Are you my cousin? Or then she I was said, your cousin. Then I said, oh, okay, I have a big family. I said, oh, so what side are you? And she's like, your mom's. And I was like, oh, what's my mom's name? And she went, um, and I was like, you're a liar. And I was like, did you lie to get in for free? She was like, yeah. And I was like, did you? She goes, no. <laughs> Recently, there's a few fans who got my number and they would FaceTime me and hang up. And I was like, this is so weird. And then somebody, there was a fan who got my number and texted me something like she called me pretending like she was calling a wrong number. And then she texted me like, you just sounded nice on the phone. I just have to like vent. I just wanted to, and I was like, and then I told Katya about it. She was like, I got the same call. And I was like, it's a fucking fan pretending. I've also been catfished by a fan. What? Oh yeah, bitch. Like three years ago, I went to San Francisco on a date with a guy. I was talking to him on Twitter for like three months. Mm -hmm. He was so hot. I should have seen him coming. Like, <laughs> you know, in movies, how you can be disgusting. But then again, mm -hmm. I'm a man in Hollywood. So I'm like, I could get someone hot, even though I'm whatever. <laughs> so I went to San Francisco to go out to eat with this guy. And I went to dinner and sat there for three hours before I realized it was a fan account. And then I went to the Twitter to be like, how dare you? And they had deleted their Instagram, deleted their Twitter. It was a full catfish. Oh, my full God. Full catfish. And then I went to a bar, a gay bar that I had worked at previously, mm -hmm. Bo in San Francisco. And I went to sit down after like three hours of waiting for my date that didn't happen. <sighs> and the bartender goes, having a good night? And I was like, <laughs> like it was... So it, it does happen. You have been you have been catfished? No, I have not been catfished. I've been very lucky. Uh, Love little, that show. Little dumpy men online show up as little dumpy men in real life. What's your type? Uh, my type is honestly just like attractive to me in person. I love a big dick, uh, and if you don't have a dick, again, just attractive to me in person. I don't love huge titties, little titties. If I like you don't titties. have a dick, do you like girls? Oh, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Ah, uh, yes. I do date women. Oh. I do lean more towards men. You are a comedian. But I do date women because why not? Why YOLO. not? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I will say, I women don't are have, lovely. I've never had a good dynamic with a woman. Really? Yeah. Uh, if I was attracted to women and I was a woman, I think I would try to be a lesbian because I would think that that relationship would end up being more enriching on a lot of levels. I, yes, I do. But you like dick a lot. I do love dick. Oh, I love a dick. Mm, I just, oh, in my mouth, in my puss. Mm. She likes a dick. Mm, right, right in my neck. No, I'm kidding. Are guys put off by you being like, I mean, you don't walk into dates being like, where's the dick? <laughs> Imagine I was just like, yo, 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 where the dick at, bro? Uh, I don't. Do you like shy? Because you're kind of like, as they say on Netflix, what does it say? Body? body. She's body. She's body, body, body. Body, 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 body. Do you I... like more the opposite? Because I'm explosive. And so I like a little, I like like shy, dopey guys. I like a dude who's a little quiet, but like funny, like sneaky funny. That is the type. I love a dude where I'm like, I don't know if you're funny. And then they drop something where I'm like, tee hee hee. Ooh, that got me. And they say it in a way where they don't really care if the room hears it. Mm -hmm. It that was is just hot. for me. That's hot. Ugh, I was once dating this dude who sometimes would like, we would like leave a bar and he'd be like, I'm gonna eat your pussy. And I'd be like, oh my God. I, just, I like I like a dude who's also sexual. Yeah. But like doesn't have to broadcast it, but like just lets me know what he's gonna be doing. Paraverbal communication, mm -hmm. hand in the lower back. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, I love that. that th I always think about this too, because I think straight guys have it difficult in one way, mm -hmm. in that if you're a hot guy and you're giving eye contact to a girl, they're like, that guy's fucking looking at me mm -hmm. but if you're not hot to that girl and you look at her and she's like that guy's creepy uh-huh get the fuck oh, out of here oh absolutely but it's like, you're a beautiful young woman 
and he's just a human who thinks you are gorgeous. It doesn't I, mean he's creepy. It means he has eyes and you're beautiful. Well, sometimes it is. So I was at dinner. <laughs> I was at dinner with a dude and it was very obvious that it was a date. And this man kept walking past our table staring at me. He walked past like four times. And I said to my date, I was like, um, he's really like freaking me out. Like you can't see what he's doing, but he like is like licking his lips as he passes no. me. It was a lot. So finally I was like, what are you, why are you staring at me? And he was like, uh, you're beautiful. I was like, oh, thank you. He goes, yeah, yeah, you're beautiful. And I like that leopard print you're wearing. You're beautiful. And I was like, okay, thank you. And he's like, yeah, okay. You're like, thank like, you, cartoon police officer. You're, very, you're so cartoonish and you're being insane. And do guys come up to you? I mean, because they'll slide into the DMs like they'll just send a dick pic. Mm-hmm. When I'm in drag, guys will be fully like, one time I was in drag outside a club and this guy was like, you want to come in this alley and suck this dick? <laughs> and I was like, you are being Tinder in real life, uh-huh. which doesn't translate. No, it sure doesn't. <laughs> and I've, I've never had a man do that to me who is attractive. That is. It's always like a it's fucking It's never like Ryan Gosling. When man. did you walk in? Yeah. Oh, Ryan. Yes, I will go to that alley and suck that dick. Sure. It's usually like Danny DeVito who's gun. like, come on. And you're like, okay, <laughs> Danny. Totally. Okay, we've come to the end of this. Oh, it just flew. Trixie slash Brian, would you date me? I would date you. Yeah! Yeah, I mean, I think you're, I was, the whole time I was watching your special, I was like, she's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. This is not a read. You have a good face for stage, too. Like, the planes of your face for catching the light is a good look. Thank you. I often think I look better in pictures and on television than I do in real life. And that means hair and makeup is working. Right? It's great. The wings, the makeup. Did my own makeup for that special. Oh. You did? Sure did. I, I almost asked you who did almost it. Almost anytime you see me on television, I have done my own makeup. You did. Mm-hmm. You did a great job. Thank you. It takes me a minute, but I could beat this face into submission. But you looked really beautiful. Thank Buttery. You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Buttery. Yes. Oily. Can I say where I'm going? Yes. Okay, if you guys live in Australia or Europe, in February and March, I'm first going to Brisbane, Cindy, Adelaide, Perth, Canberra, Melbourne, Wellington, and Auckland. And then I'm going I'm also stopping in uh New Zealand. And then I'm coming over to the UK in uh late February through March doing Cardiff, Bournemouth, London, Birmingham, Sheffield, Peterborough, Glasgow, Leeds, Newcastle, Liverpool, Manchester, Belfast, Dublin, Cork, Amsterdam, Stockholm, Helsinki, and Oslo. So please come see Skinny Legend. Damn. Not called not, not a, called <laughs> not, not a hugger. Yeah, ah! not called not a hugger. Honestly, I wish you had kept it that way. It would have been very funny. You're the People only person would have photoshopped uh, what we all thought that looked like. <laughs> and it would have been honestly the funniest thing in the world. Ooh, I would have giggled. I wouldn't have made it to the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, do you Promote your album. You had an album. Oh, yeah. Two Birds, One Stone is still on iTunes. Still on iTunes. It's Um, never going to leave. Billboard called it one of the top 50 albums of 2018. There we go. And I wrote it on myself in my bathroom drinking Red Bull. Yeah. Um, and please watch the Trixie and Katya show weekly on the Wow Presents Network. Yes. And then you host Pit Stop. I host Pit Stop for RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, And then, uh, I mean, that's, I I don't know. I'll see you at DragCon. Truly. You're doing so much, which is in May. Three days. Do you do DragCon? Uh, I did it last year, and I'm doing it this year. You do a panel or anything? I do. Yeah, I did a Comedy Queen panel and then uh, my podcast. Oh, work. Yes, Eureka was on it. Fun. I'm going through these Drag Race girls. No, I'm just kidding. I've only had three on. Eureka. You should get, like, Michelle or something. Oh, I would love to. Michelle is great. We went to the same college. 
Oh yeah, she's super nice. She's great, and really wonderful. Stunning in person. She is so beautiful. I look at her and I know this is unfair and probably kind of ageist, but I always think that's someone's mom. Yeah, she's the mother of calls two, her I mom. think. Yeah. Right? She yeah. looks great. She posts pictures of her kids on her Instagram though, and they're beautiful too. So I'm mm-hmm. like, it's genius. And her husband's very handsome. He is that zig. If Michelle's your mom and you're watching TV and she looks that gorgeous, how do you feel about it? I would be Are like, you proud? Are you like, mom, you're being embarrassing? Well, I'd be proud and then also be like, I have so much to live up to. No kidding. She's so <laughs> fucking gorgeous. I know. Also, the puns everyone comes up with are so fast. I don't know if they're wearing earpieces, but it was just like, I think just so does. fast. I was, Carson Kressley honestly floored me at how fast he could come up with a pun. I know. Sl- and he slides them straight through those, those thin little lips. Yes, and just, yes, yes. And everything is always like, up next, Carson Kressley. And his opening pun is always like, well, I don't know about you guys. Like, he sort of is also <laughs> doing Paul Lind in the Snatch yes, Game. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Also, I gotta say, your lips did not inflate between your season and All Stars. I'm the only person who hasn't had work done. Congratulations, but also there's no shade in getting work done. I've been asked to be on Botch three times. What? Because they want to have me on there to get surgery to look more like Trixie. What? No. I know. I was like, you're going to put my eyelid on my forehead? Yeah. What the fuck would that be? I don't know. That would be insane. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, if you like this episode, please subscribe and rate it five stars on iTunes. And if you send me a nasty little message, I'll read it. This person said, can I be a monster that lives under your bed? I'll stick a big old finger up your ass, wipe it across my upper lip, and tell anyone who asks, I'm Ron Burgundy. Oh my yuck, God. yuck, 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 yuck. I loved it. Okay, bye-bye. A Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.